Welcome to the English Montreal School Board Podcast, where you'll hear from the people within the EMSB community and beyond, beyond. people with some inspiring stories, and people who work very hard to make this board, the EMSB, the choice of thousands of families. Welcome to this edition of the podcast. And if you're looking to gain valuable insight and strategies to better support your child's academic and emotional development, look no further than English Montreal School Board's ParentCon 2023. The in-person half-day keynote event on May 28th at Rosemount High School features some amazing keynote speakers such as Bill Young from Chabad Lifeline and child psychologist Dr. Victoria Talwar. They're both joining us in a couple of seconds, as well as Parent Commissioner Daniel Tatone and Chair and Parent Delegate Marika Ramundo. Daniel, this year, there's something for everyone online and in person, right? Absolutely. So th this is um, what we're really trying as a new format for our event. So we, we in the last two years, we've uh, done a virtual event online and uh, prior to that it was only physical so we're really taking this opportunity to do uh kind of like a hybrid event part of it's going to be in person and uh, another large part of it is going to be online marika and uh, a wide variety of uh, of content can you talk a little bit about the sessions and what parents can expect from this conference absolutely so i i'll speak to the lunch and learns um some of them will be live streamed um, and there'll be an opportunity to um, engage in a Q&A session and others will be um, online and, and everything will be available for viewing um, at any time. So it really allows for a lot of flexibility. We have some great speakers. Uh, some are from the EMSB education department. They're specialists and experts in their field. And others um, are, are folks in the community who are working uh, with parents and their families on different things. So we have literacy and numeracy for preschoolers. We have learning from children's art and curation. That's a professor from um, Carleton University who's coming to speak. Um, we have a presentation about talking to your children about sexuality, and we have uh, digital parenting, which is on everyone's minds. How do we uh, support our children and help our children engage with things like the internet and gaming while also making sure that uh, they do other things like being outside? So we have just a lot of variety, a lot of different things to offer parents who are looking for all kinds of um, tips and tricks and strategies to help them. Daniel, can you talk to me a little bit about the half-day keynote event on May 28th and uh, some of the keynotes? Sure. So uh, on the on the day of the event, we'll have a, a welcome and it'll be, um, we're, we're trying to change this to be a little bit more of like a, a TED Talk style where we're getting, we're getting in that direction. And so it's going to be a, a large auditorium um, and our two um keynote speakers are, are here today um victoria and bill and um I'll, I'll let them introduce their topics but one one key uh part of the event is that we're there to also communicate with other parents there's going to be resources in an exhibition hall and there's going to be actually workshops for children um uh, on gaming learning through games there's going to be a yoga um session for kids and uh some um, some cadets will be there to actually uh, do some workshops with the kids. Bill Young's keynote is about responding to our children's dependency and addiction. Bill, talk to us a little bit about addiction and what we're currently seeing uh, with our kids at the moment. Yeah. Um, so 
So there's a lot of, you know, maybe I'll, I'll share a bit about who we are, what we do, and then I'll start answering your question. So essentially, you know, I work for a place called Applied Lifeline. We are, uh, you know, formally an outpatient addiction center. Um, uh, what I like to say is we're kind of like a counseling center for families and individuals that are struggling with both addiction or dependencies and, and prevention. I think uh, typically... The younger people that we see are, it, it's a lot of uh, prevention work that we do and uh, specifically working with, with families. Um, I know that, you know, in the past few years, we've been invited to this awesome conference to talk specifically about screen addiction, uh, which seems to be on the minds of a lot of uh, parents, especially because of the pandemic. So, so the presentation that uh, we're going to be doing is... Uh, we're going to be doing a screen addiction workshop by our parent coach, Linda Aber, I think uh, the later on of the conference. But uh, the the keynote that we're going to be doing is a more general kind of workshop or presentation about, you know, how do we as how do parents um, respond and support uh, their their kids um, who might have developed some sort of dependency or addiction. Um, and um, We'll also have somebody who's in recovery themselves um, share their personal experiences as well. Mm. I assume that we've seen a lot more screen addiction uh, since COVID, right? Yeah, yeah, um, amongst many other things. Um, but yeah, screen addiction has become such a thing, uh, issue that we've actually started a screen addiction program at our center um, working with kids and, and parents, um, online. So, yeah. And if I may just, um, step in here, uh, the Chabad, um, workshop on screen addiction, uh, has been one of our most popular topics. Uh, it's, it's, it's always the one that, that sells out first and, uh, has the most attendance. And so this is definitely something that is, um, is is critical to all parenting these days and 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 is a very popular topic and we're really happy to have uh, Chabad and Bill here uh, discussing these uh these situations. Bill, I'm going to come back to you in a moment. Uh, I want to ask you in a in a second uh what are some of the trigger points? How parents um know and what are the signs of screen addiction because we see our kids on the on their phones all the time and at what yeah. at what point what what is that tipping point? So hang on, I'll ask you that in a second, but I want to talk to uh, Dr. Victoria Teloir right now from McGill University. Her keynote is The Truth About Lying, Science-Based Strategies to Address Lying and Foster Honesty in Children. And talk to us a little bit about lying. It's something that we often see in in younger kids, I guess, right? Yeah, Mark, it's something we definitely, as parents, we're concerned about when our children lie. And it's um, a lot of parents come to me with concerns about that because it's quite it's uh it's upsetting when you first sort of catch your child telling a lie um but it's also of concern you know talking about screen addiction it's also concerned with adolescents as they get older um you know they're engaging in behaviors sometimes that they don't they know we don't approve of or they wish to conceal and you know they can potentially start lying up to cover up and conceal these types of behaviors so it kind of if it's an um, something that we deal with in different manifestations across sort of childhood and through adolescence. Um, and of course, we want 
we want them to be truthful to us. We want children to be honest. But also importantly, we need it's important that they will tell us, uh, um, feel that they can tell us things because when they get older, we're not involved in their lives so much. And uh, we want them to be able to come and tell us what's happening in their lives, um, especially as is a case of things related to safety and harm and their well-being. So what are some of the sort of uh, biggest mistakes, let's say, that parents make when dealing with their children's lying? I think it's a natural uh, it's a natural feeling when someone lies to you to be really upset because it's you know it's a betrayal of your relationship and it it you know and there's uh, it violates uh, feelings of trust and um, so we can get really upset and that's really a natural sort of automatic reaction that I think that we can all parents can feel but the main thing is that we need to actually kind of kind of put that aside, um, I sometimes say to parents, I know I've done it myself, you know, sometimes you need to give yourself a little bit of a timeout to just get your emotions under control. Because when they lie to us, it's better to be calm and not to overreact. Um, because we, if we kind of overreact and get all upset about it, and um, uh, we may miss some important nuances of what's happening in the situation. Why are they lying? What is the behavior they're lying about? What? Why are they doing that behavior? And and not being and being able to deal with that, being able to not only deal with the lie, but deal with potentially why they are lying, the motivation behind it, and what what other behaviors are happening in that moment that you may need to address and deal with. Maybe sometimes you know it's in the heat of the moment is not the time to do it, but you know down the line you realize you know your child is struggling with certain things and you need to address those and find ways to support the child. Yeah, because as a parent, I could see how it can be a fine balance between um, sort of accusation. Yeah, and accusation in many ways. So our research, I've been doing research in this area of children's social, emotional, and pro-social behavior for over 20 years now. And in terms of this type of behavior, often when we react harshly, it basically teaches them to go underground more. So Basically, it can actually have the reverse effect that we want. It may lead them to lie more in the future about things that they think that you'll get upset about and may even propel them to become better at lying because, of course, if they're going to use that as a strategy to mitigate the negative consequences, they need to learn to do it really well. And so that's not what you want. You, and especially as we get older, we want to kind of foster a relationship where there's some uh, they feel safe enough to have some sort of open communication with us. Um, and um, so we need to be careful about, yes, the accusations and um, trying to get to a place where we can talk about it and deal with, obviously, consequences for behavior, but also um, understanding what motivated the behavior to also do things that can help uh, decrease that motivation that they feel that they need to lie about it or they stop engaging in whatever you know, transgressive or negative behaviors that they're trying to lie about. Marika, it sounds like this year your content is super, super strong. It is. It's very strong. And um, I'm I'm so um, curious to learn more about um, both those topics of huge importance. I know to me, um, there's some other really, really interesting and important topics um, happening all week long too. We're looking at, we have a fabulous, so I get a, I'm really lucky because I'm involved in the 
in the lunch and learns i get to see all the content before we release it so i've seen almost all the lunch and learns now and they're so interesting um the topics are um so varied we have um, the montreal oral school for the deaf um two educators uh from that school who are talking to us about hearing myths and facts so you know for folks who have kids whose hearing is uh, you know is is okay uh, we kind of take things for granted and we kind of we're not involved in those environments but um tracy green and salvatore piccolo from the oral school for the deaf give like they do a really fun like um like myth or fact like it's a test right and they they kind of kind of challenge uh your precon preconceived notions about um people with um, hearing difficulties. We also have an anti-racism 101 workshop that we're so looking forward to. And one of the, I just saw this one last night. It's um, it's a, a 30 minute uh, session with uh, the uh, uh, Galileo students from the Galileo uh, Adult Center at the MSB, uh, their, their teachers and their parents. So the parents are involved in this session and they're talking about how to communicate uh, through the arts. So there's puppetry and poetry and painting. So it's just like a really wide variety of really interesting topics that can engage people on so many levels. Uh, I just, yeah, it's a super, super fun this year. I'm, I'm just really excited. And Daniel, a great uh, musical guest as well, right? Yes, yeah, we were lucky to to get Bowser and Blue to come and do a little uh, intermission session. So uh, we are really, really happy to have uh, these big Montreal uh, names uh, here. We've always tried to give a little, a little something, and I think we really scored this time. So uh, I mean, uh, come come out to see Bowser and Blue as well um, as as part of this great event on uh, May twenty eighth. Victoria, uh, the most important reason why people should be tuning in to your seminar? Um, well, we're going to give them sort of scientifically based um, strategies and tips that help can help them with their children's um, dishonest and lying behaviors, but also can help sort of in more general side of parenting kind of dilemmas that we get into. So hopefully they'll find it um, interesting. It's, uh, it's an interesting topic. Um, but also they're going to find it useful and um, and have real tips that they can use. And Bill, we teased with this question earlier, uh, just quickly, the fine line between, you know, the, you know kids always on their phones yeah. and, and addiction. Yeah, I mean, you know, like, like you, you know, I think you're kind of alluding that, you know, just because every someone might use something, it doesn't mean they're they're addictive, right? So addiction and dependency always happens on a spectrum, right? And Part of our job uh, is to kind of figure out where they are. Are they on the more severe end of the spectrum? And, and what Victoria talks about is really interesting, right? Because lying is a symptom of someone trying to hide something they think that uh, they, they maybe shouldn't be doing or, or that, that might evoke a, a, a response that uh, they wouldn't want. And so I think, you know, lying could be, a you know, it, it's really about looking at what the consequences are, right? The more severe the consequences are, perhaps the more severe the dependency is. Um, so you can look at things like, you know, health things like are they taking care of themselves? Are they going to the bathroom? Are they eating? Are they um, are they bathing? Are they missing out on those things so they could spend more time on screens? Are they having more mood 
fluctuations or are they becoming less social? Like you said earlier, you know, the digital part, are they spending all of their time online? Are they changing the behaviors that they, they usually have, you know, are they lying more? And, and, you know, if we're talking at a school board kind of conference, you know, uh, how is their school? Have you noticed that there's a significant kind of change in, in, in how they're, their attendance or their assignments and that sort of thing. And so if, if the consequences of, of, of their use is, is much higher then then maybe it's, it's time to, um, to get some help or, or talk, talk and, and whatnot. Victoria, any thoughts? It's interesting how you both your keynote speeches go hand in hand. Yeah, definitely. And, and that's sort of what Bill's saying is, you know, that's why you really need to, uh, handle these conversations in a way that you are um, keeping the lines of communication open, but yeah. also trying to understand what's going on, because the lying is a, maybe a symptom of something much larger. And if they're lying, for instance, about what they're doing on their screen, or so some of the research I do is on cyberbullying, for instance, or lying about how much they're on screen, maybe they're like, on their screen in the middle of the night, and they're trying to conceal that for you, mm-hmm. you not only don't want to just shut down the conversation by overreacting, you want to look at like, okay, what are they doing and why are they lying about it? It tells you something about how they are going to about what they're thinking, you're, how you're going to react. They're worried about what you're going to say, but it also tells you maybe something about what they're doing. And then you need to get help. If they're lying about screen time use, this may be a prob- a larger problem that you need to get support on and seek out help about their screen time use. So it's important because it's kind of like the tip of the iceberg. And uh, we want to support our children and not just come down on them heavy and um, uh, negatively react because often they're engaging in behaviors where they need help and we need to be able to provide them with help or seek the help that they need. Two very important topics for parents. Incredible how they both go hand in hand. If I may right. add, Mark, um, so one of the things we were trying to find like, is almost like a theme when we were we were starting to organize this. And, and it's really great to hear all uh, how, how, how this does work and how uh, our theme that we had first thought of, which was just general communication uh, as as a parent, like and and make that the theme along a lot many of our our workshops and and how communication is key. And I, I love hearing from both of our keynotes here how that is really um, a part of what we're we're trying to, to communicate to parents. So this is great to hear, Marika. How can parents uh, sign up and uh, and enjoy this amazing content? So emsbparents.ca, you you land on that page and literally the link there says register now and you click on that link and you can register for the May 28th uh, keynote in-person event at Rosemont High School uh, and the Lunch and Learns, uh, the virtual Lunch and Learns, or you can just register for the Lunch and Learns uh, if you can't make it out on the Sunday. Uh, on the Sunday morning, but uh, we we welcome everyone. You don't have to be from the MSB. Uh, we welcome parents who are interested. We welcome alumni who are interested, and we have some coming to the event on May 28th. We're very excited, and we hope you will join us. Thank you all for joining us on this podcast, and uh, good luck. We'll see you May 28th. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to the English Montreal School Board Podcast. Make sure to subscribe to this and the Inspirations Podcast, Quebec's only podcast dedicated to the special needs community on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Thanks for listening.